Blog Talk Radio. This is Mark Grace, and you're listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sandpeed. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam P. Cal, are you there? Paging Cal. Well, let's see what's happening. Let's see what happened. Some technical difficulties. Let's see if we can bring Cal in here and get it going. Hey, Cal. Hey, Steve. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the program. I'm uh, I'm having some technical difficulties. What's happening, you, Steve? What's going can on? Can you hear me okay, Bri? I hear you great. Do I sound, sound do I sound fine? You sound like you're in a tin can, but that you're <laughs> sitting but that we're both in the same tin can. So it's in a in a really good tin can. Yeah, a high quality tin. <laughs> well, welcome to the program, everybody. You are listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. I'm one of your hosts, Steve San Pietro. Well, coming to you live from Bayside, New York. On today, Thursday, December the 22nd, 2011, three days from Christmas. And let me bring you in officially, Cal, because that, that felt all wrong, baby. Well, you, I, well, you were a little distracted. Let's start, let's start this again. You, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an utter disaster. All right. All right? I'm, uh, I'm going to take my leave right now. Go ahead. Right, come, go off stage, and I'll bring you back in. Okay. This, is a, this is a huge show. We need, like, an official – this is a huge show. Uh, uh, so joining me now, my co-host uh, for this episode 1139, 11-39, Big Show! I'm excited. 
my partner in crime, my partner in grime, my partner in all things sublime, my partner with the twist of lime. Wow, that's a little fruity. He is Brian. He is Cal. Niva Caliente Caltino. Hi, Brian. Hey, Steve. How are you? Hey. Hey. Radio. Do you want to hear, hear my official radio voice? You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Let's radio. Nice. You're listening to Cal and Sam P on blogtalkradio.com. The love boat. <laughs> hey, so is this the last uh, episode that will start with the number 11? No. Are you not available next week? I'm available. Are you available? I'm available. Oh, well then, giddy yeah. up. This is not the last one. This is not it. This is not wow. the end. This is uh, hopefully the last one where I sound like I'm in a tin can. <laughs> I don't know what. I, I can't even begin to describe what's happening here. I had all sorts of time to set up, and I got wrapped up in the Islander game. Oh, you did? I did. I got wrapped up in the Islander Ranger game, and they went to the power play at like 9.05. And I'm like, i got to get in there and get everything set up. And and the problem, Cal, is that my other laptop here in the uh, the studios of Bayside, Dumpling Sound Studios 2, my other laptop, because you know at any given time I have three laptops running. Right. Well, yeah, you're you're completely wired. Right. The Skype laptop, not working so much. Well, that's kind of the one you need to work. Right. right. Now. So, so it was it was mm. panic at the disco, and then I I plugged in the through the netbook. I'm through the netbook. The little microphone on the netbook. I have my headset on. Microphone's not working. Boy, disaster! It's like Murphy's law. It, it is uh, very similar to Murphy's law. Now, uh, so yeah, I got wrapped up in the Isles game, and they went to the power play, and I'm like, I'll just watch this power play. They were down three one at the time. Spoiler alert. And uh, they scored on the power play, my friend. So where where do they stand right now? When I left about 15 minutes ago, it was three to two with about 10 minutes left in the third. Okay, because I haven't I have not been paying attention. I've been uh, getting ready for Christmas, as they say. Well, look, let's talk about that, Brian. Before we get to the Jets and the Giants and the big game and and the whole mishpucha there, you know, because uh, wow, <laughs> what? I went, I went Lenny Bruce there for a second. I don't know what happened. Okay. Can you do that? Are yeah. you authorized to do that? <laughs> I'm making references to a comedian who's been dead for 35 Lenny years. Bruce. Wow. <laughs> and uh, things, uh, Mishpuka. I mean, uh, you know, so I dig on that, and I dig on the down low, and uh, do it with the cats. We're going to bring the USO girls in next. That's it. They sure are fine. I, I don't know what I'm – what can he be doing? I never know what he's doing in there. I don't know. Um, you've got Christmas, you've got the, 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 uh, eight, what is it? Eight and five. I always just screw this up. Eight and five. Yes. Bingo, bango. All right. Eight and five year old. And, uh, they're all about the, uh, the Christmas, huh? Junkies. I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) They really are like miniature drug addicts. For the Christmas. For the Christmas, it's it's unbelievable. What uh, what is on the what is on the top of the list? Top of the list for the girls. Go. Top of the list. Oh, what boy. is Santa bringing? Well, the eight-year-old is a big uh, big Justin Bieber fan. Shocking. 
Yeah, so there's a uh, there's a Justin Bieber tour bus that she's looking for. Wait, the actual tour bus? Oh. Yeah, we we cleared a spot in the driveway. Yo, how much are you pulling down these days? Listen, I didn't... you spare no <laughs> you spare no expense for your kids around Christmas, but not. luckily we're not responsible for that. That's Santa. Right. Right. I forgot. My bad. It's all Santa. Yeah, no, it's all kids. Santa takes care of that. Well, you know, if we got kids listening, we're very popular with the under 10 set on the podcast, so I want to make sure that we don't. (laughs) The spoiler alert's going on here. How did that happen, by the way? It's big. We are huge with under 10 and over 69. (laughs) 69? How did you you get to 69? I was thinking of the Mets. Oh, I see. Obviously, I see what you did there. Yeah. So, um, and then the little one is looking for a. Uh, she's looking for a DS, a Nintendo DS. Oh wow. Yeah. What do you? I, I have you been doing uh, like promos and stuff on the side for RTU that I don't know about that you can afford. I, yeah. The Bieber tour bus. What's the Bieber tour? What is Santa? What is what is the Bieber tour bus going to set Santa back? I, you know. I I uh, I don't not, really pay attention. That's not your department, right? No, I'm not in finance. I'm in uh, <laughs> I'm in operations and uh, setup. Right. What what committees do you head up? <laughs> I I head up the uh, the elf committee of of rapping. Right. That's my uh, that's my area. Nice. And uh, trans transport transportation <laughs> moving things around. <laughs> right. You are the minister, minister of transportation. Right? Yeah, we need, we need boxes moved downstairs to the basement. That's me. We got to move isn't, downstairs. That's me. Isn't uh, everything funnier if you say minister of? <laughs> like, doesn't that add a, a sense of legitimacy to it? Like, yeah, I, I just feel like he's the he's the minister of because th- there's the famous minister of propaganda, of course, which right. you know was in the Third Reich and was terrible, and, and obviously, but well, the infamous uh, maybe right. But I'd like to bring Minister back for that. Like, it's just so, it sounds so Star Wars. Like, would you be considered the Minister of Talking Sports? <laughs> yes. I would. Can I we would go like, there? I would, I'd like to be from now on. Then you shall be dubbed the Minister of Talking Sports. The Minister of Sports Talk and uh, Blog Talk Radio Programming. Right. That's a good, that's a good title. I like that, I like that you're the Minister of Transportation. Yeah, that's a, that's a big uh, that's a big job I have. Somebody's got to move the boxes around, Cal. Somebody, yeah, and, and I'm the only man around this these parts, so. Correct. And you and the blind dog. Me and the blind dog. That poor dog can't see a thing. <laughs> Still, huh? Well, he's you know it, it doesn't reverse itself. No, unfortunately. Uh, now uh, we we catch him just as a quick aside. We catch yeah. him sometimes sitting backwards in his crate. Oh, come on. And it's equal parts heartbreaking and hysterical. As long as there's not a Sarah McLaughlin song playing underneath, I think we're fine. <laughs> For uh, some reason, they walk around with a boombox all day with Sarah McLaughlin playing. I don't... Now, how, do, how does, uh, you know, I, I have Wesley, who's who's only one. So we, re- we really haven't gotten into, you know, the full full Monty of what we need he, to do. He's not. He has no idea of what's going on yet. Right? He's not. No. He's very, he's very excited to open packages. Like we, we we taught him how to do that on his birthday. 
But he doesn't necessarily know that he's about to open packages. Like he doesn't know that it's coming. No, that's correct. Okay. Um, so what goes on for the eight and the five-year-old as far as uh, do you put them to bed? How does the Santa? No, you you just you keep them up. You give them coffee. Yeah. Um, how, does the, how does the Santa work? Are you a, a Christmas Eve uh, gift opener? Christmas morning? Take us through the process. We do both. We uh, we split. You know, uh, my wife and I, our families, we split. So we do my in-laws on Christmas Eve, the Italian side. Right. And then the uh, the French-Canadian side we do on Christmas Day. Okay. All right. Um, lots of presents on Christmas Eve from the family. We do all of that. Sure. Uh, we get home Christmas Eve. Now, you know the Christmas Eve tradition. You're not getting home until at least... One o'clock in the morning. That's correct. At least. I mean, fruit, fruit and nuts don't go out till 11. Never. <laughs> you know? I mean, you eat, you eat a nice fish dinner late. Right. Like around the, 8 o'clock. The, well, the seven, the seven fishes. Do you do the seven fishes? We don't, we don't do the seven fishes. We, we had to fight my mother-in-law to get her to do one fish this year. We one fish? She wouldn't. One, I mean, she, the one fishes. She was going to make chicken marsala. Come on. Yeah. Wow. Save that for the French-Canadian side, okay? You, now, you know my wife, Allison. I'm familiar with her work, yes. Very very mild-mannered, doesn't usually let anything get under her skin. I've never seen a reaction when she was told that we might not be having the crab sauce this year. She freaked out. She freaked out as mild. Wow. Mild. I love it. So now we're back. Now we're back. We're back on track. We got the linguine with the crab sauce, not the not clam sauce, crab sauce. Wow. You boil the crabs, you make a nice sauce, you put the crabs in it. Sauce or gravy, Cal? Gravy. Right. We right. go gravy too. That's a no big gravy. point of contention with my wife. Big point. Yeah, nobody nobody gets that. She calls it sauce. Well, mo- you know, most people do. Well, in order to be gravy according to her, you need a roux. You need a roux. That's correct. I said it becomes gravy the minute meat, any meat goes in it. Meat or fish. Right. You put the meatballs in, it's gravy. You That's put the, the pork in, it's gravy. You, do you make a gravy, Steve? I do. Yeah. I made, you know what? I made one a couple of weeks ago. It was about a month ago when, when Wes had his first meatball. Gave him his first meatball. Oh, his first meatball. And uh, oh, he, oh, I loved it. Baked him. I make excellent meatballs. Fantastic. That's a milestone. Oh, it was, I videotaped it for my mom and everything. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I made I made uh, meatballs and I made a gravy for the first time. And uh, Uncle Tom, of course, Big Paulie, talked me through it. Right. And told me, yeah, you know, go ahead, put this, put that. You know, this it's really easy. Well, it, it concep- conceptually, it's easy. All you need is time, Brian. You just gotta let it sit. Well, I mean, but but you got to have the right mix of ingredients. You got to let it simmer. Well, you let. <laughs> what I, I I'm I'm still intrigued by this uh, this crab this crab uh, gravy crab sauce because I've not heard of this. You never heard of it? Get out of here! I mean, I'm sure it's been made at some point with the guineas in my family. Yeah, and I well. can say that I can say that I am one. You uh, make it. You make a gravy, okay? Like mash. you normally like you normally would. Right gravy, and then but you but you you boil the crabs 
first, and then you put that in the gravy. Right. Very and now nice. it be, now it becomes a fish sauce, a fish gravy. I got you. I'm with you. A little linguine on top, well, linguine on the bottom of the sauce, obviously. And then you eat the crabs with the linguine. It's a mess, but beautiful. it's wonderful. Beautiful. It's a beautiful mess. Then you get uh, – you bake clams. Sure. Scallops. You get scallops in there? No scallops. Shrimps. You get the nice fried shrimps. Fried shrimp. Nice. Sure. Um, you have enough iodine to last you. <laughs> <laughs> to light up the night. Yeah. Uh, what other what other fish do we have? My 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 dad used to go all out. He used to make the scongeal. The scongeal, nice, of course. He made that. Uh, the mussels. He used to make mussels. You know, we would be completely remiss if we had this conversation about the seven fishes and food on Christmas, uh, Cal. If we did not bring in our producer, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ. Was oh, he here? He's here. Oh, I didn't know he was here. He just showed up. Just showed up. Just wow. Time. And I mean, hurt. honestly, we it, once this gets started, Cal, we may not make it to uh, to Jets Giant. <laughs> <laughs> this entire episode may be about EJ's gravy. And I don't mean that in a, in, in a, in a filthy way. It sort of came out filthy. Well. Yeah. Nasty. Where is he? He, he plays his intro music and then he doesn't come on. I love it. There he is. Oh, 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 hi, Paul. Oh, well, we're boring him, apparently. Oh, you sleep now? Oh, thanks. Sorry. There's a problem. What's the problem? Oh, um, took a handful of muscle relaxants. <laughs> relaxants? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Yeah, my muscles need relaxing. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, you sure you didn't take muscle relaxers or relaxants? Relax, relaxers, relaxants, isn't it relaxants? <laughs> I don't know. Did the bottle read Soma? Was that? <laughs> I think it's called, uh, hold on, I, I got the name of it. I think it's called Goodnight Irene. Yeah. Goodnight the lights. Turn up, yeah, turn up the lights. It's, uh, called, it's, it's called Flex, Flexamax, and, and I'm only supposed to take one every 24 hours, and I've had three. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. funny you mentioned that because Brian uh, knows this, Peach, but uh, I've been laid up with a bad back this week. Uh, Why which did you I, call me? That's I where did. I was. I wasn't I laid up. I did call you. I yeah, did this, call well, This would be the moment where my wife would sheepishly say, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yes, you called. <laughs> yeah, except she doesn't do that. She doesn't. She doesn't play that role. She got called she, back. She got called back, but she turned it down. She, there's, there's nothing sheepish about your wife. I have been laid up, and I mean that in a good way. She's uh, she's a, she's a tough cookie, that one. I uh, no, I, I peed. I was standing on the train platform waiting for the train on uh, Monday night after work, and uh, back went out standing. Yeah. And yeah. It's in the center of my back, it's wonderful. And old. Can I say <laughs> Can I tell you how I threw up my back the first time? The very uh, first time, several years ago, reaching into the mailbox. <laughs> that's, that's a it. power move. You got to stretch. Yeah, you do that. And it just went. No, thank you. Yeah, and I, I couldn't get out of bed for the next seven days. I didn't realize I was going to need to limber up before standing. This is this <laughs> is this is what happens with uh, with aging. 
Yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm digging you know, it. Hey, look, you got your hair, so shut up. That's true. I uh, I've been I've been taking the Flexoril. No, oh, that's good. Yeah, I I I, uh, I stopped feeling Flexoril though five years ago. So now right. I'm up to like flex <laughs> Flexasonic. <laughs> you're like the you're like the Dread Pirate Roberts with uh, what do you call it? Iocane powder. With Iocane, right? It's doing nothing to you. You can't put me. You can't put me down with a flexoral. Are you kidding? No. Uh, that's like trying to put down an elephant with a Valium. Not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely much better tonight in day three in that I can move. Um, but uh, the, the flexoral, or as I like to call them, dopey pills. They make you a little dopey. The pills. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and take my dopey pill and say goodnight, everybody. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought I could play plumber last week. Oh boy! And, Again, uh, prison slang. And and I figured it would take no time at all to change this faucet. I was and and uh, it, that didn't work. And uh, two hours later, I was still under the sink, upside down on my back. And uh, the rest is history. Right. And you you two have been laid up with the dopey pills. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really can't take them uh, in the daylight hours because I'm useless. Useless on them. Yeah, I didn't take any today. It was almost like because I went back to work today, and it was almost like I had to sort of wean myself off of them. Like I'm not taking any today. I don't want to be completely stunned when we do the show tonight. Yeah. Um, now, Peach, we were just uh, we're going to talk about the Jets Giants, obviously, in a, in a little bit. But we were just talking about right. Right. We just talked Christmas and traditions and uh, Christmas Eve versus Christmas Day, opening yeah. the presents, and you have uh, the children as well that know what go that know what's going on. What do you got? I have six, ten, and the seven, ten and the six. We are uh, we are ten and we <laughs> we are ten and six. Ten and six. Looks right. oh. like the Jets will finish. Ooh. He can uh, he can now uh, can't be traded without his his permission. That's right. He's a ten and six. That's ten and six. You can't trade Danny. It's good. That's right. <laughs> Did you just make a prediction? Calstradamus. <laughs> I don't think that's an official prediction in any way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, hit it all night. I love that one. The, uh, I didn't make a prediction. The t- you uh, you almost did though. You made oh. a prediction on Sunday, Cal, when we were watching the games. By the way, we can never get together to watch a Jet game again. Ever, ever again. It's never worked out, unless we're actually there. Our roster, <laughs> that that particular roster of me, you, Scott, Uncle Tommy, Dan, Rich, and Evan, is like 0-7 in big games. Wow. Terrible. Much. Terrible. We can never get together again. We should never be this close. I mean, what do we do? Do we do we eliminate people? <laughs> do we just do we just not like? Do we have to keep trying to find the right mix? I think it's a matter of the right combination. I think the uh, the seating arrangement I wasn't happy with. It was just it was a, it, I was hosting because uh, the wife and child are in Texas, so I, I've had some bachelor week. It's been great. Laid, yeah. up, and, uh, laid up with a bad back. Yeah. Laid I've up been, taking I, taking happy pills. Actually, that sounds like a good bachelor week. Actually, not bad. I, Peach, I said to the guys yesterday that, uh, you know, as I was in hour number uh, 54 of being completely laid up with the back, that I felt like uh, George Sr. when he's in the uh, attic and he gets the hot tub brought in. <laughs> he's, trying, he's, trying to, 
he's trying to cook the boiler bag meals in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Michael comes up there and he's like, I went too far. <laughs> this is not turning into the party place that I had hoped. That was me laying on oh, the ground. Boy, that that movie can't out. come fast enough for me. I know. But um, so you got the ten and the six. What are they wanting? What's big? We we've already discussed Cal's big list for the girls that Santa is going to provide. Mm. We hope. Mm. We hope. We hope. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are they wanting? What is uh, what does Lily want? Um, she's a clothes horse. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she fashion. She's fashionista. She wants uh, probably at least fifty percent turnover in the wardrobe. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. PJ, is she, in, is she is she into the justice? Oh, good God! Mm. Yes, yes. I have a justice black card. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's familiar a, with it. I don't know if you qualify. <laughs> well, you've got you've got two daughters, so you must. Oh qualify. yeah, no, that's yeah. Plenty of plenty of justice around here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> black card. Yeah. Two more camisoles and 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 I win a kayak. <laughs> Point system is great, very re- rewarding. What are you? Uh, what, are, what is Danny uh, aiming for? Let me let me let me let me talk about justice just for one second. All right. Justice is well, you know, look. Justice is one of those stores um, where where they bring you in for these amazing coupon deals, where where they'll they'll mail them to you, they'll hit you in the email. Um, you get 40% off anything in the store. Now, what this means is one person in the family usually has that coupon. The other person is usually me. And if I happen to be in the mall with my daughter and we stroll past Justice, we got to go in. Mm-hmm. Right. So the prices in this store are insane if you don't have that coupon. <laughs> So, so justice makes me very nervous because you could walk into justice and and you could drop thirty eight dollars on a shirt, you know, for a ten year old. Unacceptable. Right, exactly. Or a five year old. Or a five year old. Or a five year old. That's right. It's crazy. Right. It's now, uh, so place, you know, for 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 kitty bling. Yeah, you know, <laughs> adults wear blings, you know, uh, on on the wrist and and the fingers. Kitty bling is sequins, beads, things that shine, flash, glitter. Mhm. And Justice has all of that. Oh boy. Yeah. So now, uh, what what is uh, Danny aiming for? Danny wants to be a spy. <laughs> See, we can rich. So we are looking at the spy gear. For him, I'm sure he's asked, I'm sure he's asked Santa Claus for a lot of spy gear, right? A lot of uh, infrared equipment, um, things like that. Sneaky, sneaky cameras, probably some listening equipment. He's gonna bug the whole house. It's gonna be great <laughs> to live here. It's gonna get wild over there. I can't make a move. Don't leave the the the, uh, the cap off the toothpaste now, because he will he will report us. Right. Now, one one last thing. Uh, gravy or sauce? Does it have meat? Yes, it does. It's gravy. Thank you. Boy, I, I this is one to play for my wife and watch her head spin around. It'd be great. It'd be really fun. 
because we have had this we have had this argument at the Christmas dinner table. Right. Yeah, red, you, you got you got red sauce, like a marinara. Right. It might have some some diced tomatoes in it. Right. Right. You or you know or or if it's bolognese, well then that's gravy. It's got meat in it. It's got meat in it. It's got meat in according it. according to my wife, it's not a gravy unless there's roux. There's a roux. And that's it. That's our official definition. So you got to start with flour. That's correct. There's no flour. If there's no flour, it's a sauce. That's another. That's a different type of gravy. Meat uh, has yeah. nothing to do with it, according to her. But this is this is a this is a type of gravy that you actually simmer the meat in. You know, you don't you don't cook a, a steak in the gravy. You know, so in, I'm, in the, I'm with you. <laughs> you would if you were making a steak pizzaiola. Steak pizzaiola. Yeah. Yes, you would. Shortly then, before you were whacked. Right. <laughs> Which is among the more fun uh, pizzaioles to say. Steak pizzaioles. <laughs> what do we have tonight? Steak pizzaioles. Cella luna menzema. Your question was your 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 initial question was about uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve. Yes. Christmas Eve, we do uh, the night of uh, ninety-four fishes. <laughs> It's a lot of species. A lot. Of, we got a lot. We got scungeal salad. We got calamari salad. Uh, my mother-in-law generally makes a, a excellent uh, casserole dish, in which you'll find four or five or six different kinds of fish thrown in there, Ooh. with uh, with a little lobster tail topping it off on top, like a, like a slipper tail. Wow. And then some some baked clams, maybe some fried shrimp for the kids. Oh, usually. You know, or, you know, fried shrimp or fried clams for the kids because they just need things crunchy. All right, here's a, I got a big question on I got a big question on the clams for you fellas. Baked clams, do you dice up the clam? You chop it up, or do you leave it whole? Uh, it depends year to year with us. We're not picky. I prefer it diced. So do I. I uh, I don't eat them. So there you go. And Steve's a girl. I forgot. <laughs> what? You don't eat baked clams? I, I can eat baked clams. If, if, can we make them casino? Maybe I'll get in on the casino. Yeah. I need bacon. Sorry. You don't like them or they just, they're just not made for <laughs> I need bacon I, to eat a clam. I don't, I don't care for them. I don't care for them. I'm sorry. I think everybody's got at least one avenue of seafood that they don't touch. I don't like most seafood, to be honest. Oh, I'm a lover, but I won't, I don't touch oysters. Yeah, same here. Can't do it. Yeah, and now not a, not an oyster fan. I don't. You know, I like the shrimp fried nice with like a little fra diablo sauce. That's nice. That's big time for me. I'll eat them. I'll eat them gravy, boiled. Actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm more of a hate stylist. Uh, don't like don't like crab legs. Nope. Do not care. Hold on. Wait a minute now. Hold on. Will you eat crab meat if someone takes it out out of the leg for you? Maybe. That's the only way I'll eat it. I don't. I don't work for my crab meat. It's it's it takes too long. Uh, I understand for it. I am. My my mother-in-law brings out a big plate of crab legs. I hand them straight to my wife and I say, "Crack these." (laughs) 
And she calls me a big baby, and then she does it for me and makes fun of me. Do you say please, or you just say crack these? No, it's it, we're beyond please. Yeah, I guess after 25 years, it's pretty how much about, over. How about crack these, will you? Kind of. Kind of. How about you know, crack these, for God's sake? Look, she, <laughs> she, she gets to wake up on a July morning and just say, lawn's getting high. Right. Right? These are right. the trade-offs. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Peach, later on in the fun load, I want to talk about um, holiday songs, Christmas songs. I even did a little audio stuff. That's beautiful. Yeah, it'll be good. We'll talk about your favorite Christmas songs and uh, Christmas songs that are a debacle. And said, we got a, we got like an hour of jet charges to talk. So let's. Uh, I'm I'm I really am chomping at the bit to get into this. So let's let's do that. It's not chomping. It's champing. Oh, here we go again. You never studied. <laughs> Let me guess. Goes the worshippers. Um, are you sure it's champing? Um, Did we do this already? It's spelled I'd be, champ. I, I'd be sure enough to to maybe if you want to do a little wager, you want to do a little on air wager. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't have the forty two fifty. This How is good for ratings. How about two dollars and a Casio? It is good for ratings. You know what? Switchboards lighten up. I yeah. can see it. They love when there's something on the line. They love sweep, it. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Next, on a very special. You want to wager, uh, instead of cash, we'll wager perhaps public nudity or um, making an act to yourself or, you know. Been there, done that. Well, that's true. Let's well, not relive the night. I'm going into that trap again. <laughs> Uh, well, why, don't, why don't you guys get the football and then I'll uh, I'll go you back in the house. Yeah, you back in the house, <laughs> completely high on dopey pills, and let us <laughs> and tr- try to avoid the cat. Honest to God, I'm not sure if I'm in my house. <laughs> Vacuuming someone else's house right now. I'm walking from room to room, but nothing looks right. Who is this? <laughs> I woke up in this Japanese family's living room. They would not stop screaming. <laughs> uh, thanks, uh, Pete. We'll talk to you in a bit. Very good. Uh, so, all right, we got a lot of the Christmas stuff out of the way. I'm interested. And I, I hope that the Bieber mobile, the Justin Bieber tour bus, which sounds filthy. Well, are they taking people? Is he taking groupies back to the tour bus? How does this work? This is not an actual tour bus, Steve. I understand that, but are they making little groupie dolls, like little, you know, fifteen-year-old girls that he can take back to the bus? I mean, I don't, I don't mean to make it filthy, but we are after ten. Oh, we are. That's true. It's after ten p.m. Let's just let's let's go. I I need to, I need the download on this. What is going on with the Bieber tour bus? <laughs> You know what they never came out with, Cal? What's that? The Motley Crue tour bus for kids. No, no, that was never a big seller. Never did that. That would have been interesting. The, <laughs> would have been different. Would have been difficult to wash. Oh boy. I would. I would think the, the, all the upholstery in the Motley Crue tour bus, the kids' tour bus, would be washable. I would hope. Listen, when the, when the time comes for you to start taking part in Christmas at this level. Yeah. We'll talk. Right. You will because this this is um it sounds great, but it's crazy. 
Huh? I'm sorry. I got, I, are you talking about the Beaver tour bus? Yeah, are you familiar? We got it. You did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She 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 got it for getting good grades or something. And it's got all these, it's got all these little little pieces. Oh, great. That's what we need. Yeah, it's got like a head a headset mic and a, and a microphone that comes off the mic stand and and an actual mic stand and all these little 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 pieces and they're all gone. Excellent. He's down to a naked Justin Bieber doll. Oh boy. Uh, and like the bus and some wheels on the bus that go round and round. And that's it. Wow. Everything else and is probably in the. That's title. encouraging. <laughs> Sounds well, good. And how long has she had it? Ten minutes? Uh, no, thirty days, forty days. Oh, all right. Yeah, so it, you it, can't no, take it, it back. This, it takes weeks to destroy this. Excellent. I, I I just hope that they never came out with the blind melon tour bus. Little Shannon Hoon in the back. And with did that, I go, I'm out. Did I go Very too dark? Distasteful. <laughs> Very distasteful. I'm sorry. What? What did I? Oh, you, oh, that's distasteful. I guess it was. You might have, have crossed the line there. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. That was, uh, <laughs> was a little offside. Here, I'll do this. Here, this will help. You ready? You ready? This will bring us back. What have you done? talking about this later, right? That's correct. But I went really dark right there, and I wanted to show back to this. Alright. That certainly helps. I just... I'm really hoping this isn't the Glee version of the song. There's the Glee version? Yeah, there is. Of course there is. Alright, that should... Now you're feeling good about it. Do you know who sang that song? Yes, the waitresses. Okay. Do you know what year? 1983. Two? Two. Do you know the name of the song? Christmas Rapping. Yes! With a W. With a W, of course. We'll talk about that later in the fun load. But I just wanted to bring the show back to a fun place, to a nice place. Oh, that's good. And speaking of, of being disrespectful, let's talk about Rex Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not the Segway master for nothing, folks. <laughs> it's, on, it's on your RTE business card. Says yeah, I, segue. you can I, be I, of the segue. It's a it's, it's a it's a uh, bullet point on my resume. <laughs> Special skills, segway Se- expert. You also have unicycle on there and uh, <laughs> juggler. Juggling title? knives. Right. It's it's kind of a cliche joke, but the special skills on actors' resumes. And they did it. They they goofed it on Friends and stuff like that. Like there was a whole episode where Phoebe's reading Joey's resume, and it's like. You know, you speak German, you know, but, you know, I know one, like that sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, but people, the, my favorite, and this is true, for the longest time, especially if you, you were in New York, Cal, one of the special skills that you listed was the ability to drive stick. Get out of here. Yeah, you would put uh, uh, <clears throat> ability to drive standard transmission car. That would be in your special skills. Why? Wow. That was going to make you the next Pacino. 
because you walked into that audition and they were like, you know, he's pretty good. What's that? He can drive stick? Oh, get him back. We're going to need him. That's it. You know, or that or you never know when that role was going to call for you to actually drive the car. Right. And you were going to be an extra on the, you know, in the scene. And they're like, does anybody here drive a standard transmission vehicle with that looks a lot like an Italian, young Italian sort of, <laughs> you know, does anybody, can anybody do, I, uh, it's on my resume, special skills. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, sir. This film doesn't have any vehicles in it. <laughs> Place. So bowl, rollerblade. Um, so yeah, Rex Ryan, Jets, Giants. This week we're actually going to talk sports uh, at ten eleven. So forty minutes into the show, and right. it's the biggest biggest game of the season. And everybody's gone by now, by the way. Everybody's way gone, way gone. Wondering when we're going to stop talking about Galamon. Um No, Brian, let's 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 attack this from uh, a couple of points here because we've been waiting to talk to each other about this game all. The first one is you, uh, myself, and Dr. E. Ray Stad, our buddy, uh, got into it a little bit when we were discussing Rex Ryan and Rex shooting his mouth off on Monday morning. And Rex Ryan starting, opening up the lines of communication, you know, opening up the lines of uh, smack talk and trash talk and changing the narrative immediately. And the first thing, think- yeah, the first thing we want to discuss is, does that work? He's done it a million times. And did he set the course for the week? Because now the smack talk's going back and forth. Neither team is backing down. Their trash talk is at record levels. Did he sort of set the tone, Cal? Yeah, well, yeah, he definitely set the tone. All right. Well, you guys were saying that, you know, when he did this on Monday, you were like, doesn't work anymore enough. You know, I, I I disagreed. I thought this was – if there was ever a week where I wanted the coach to talk smack and say I'm not going to back down to anybody and say, I, I, you know, I came here to win, and it's this week against the Giants. See, my point and, – and much like our conversations, you and Dr. E. Ray Statt are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum, and then I kind of I kind of – play the middle ground because I can see both sides of it. I'm, I'm with Dr. E. Ray on, in that I'm just, I'm kind of tired of hearing from Rex. His act has kind of grown, grown stale with me, but on the same token, I agree with you. It's a great tactic to use to get the heat off of the game in Philly, in Philadelphia on Sunday that they, that they, uh, I'm, uh, they blew. I was, I was going to say something else. Yeah. They blew the game. They played horribly. Um, and then 12 hours later, he immediately took the focus off of that performance by opening his mouth again about the Giants. So I get that. And whether it's effective or not, whether it works or not, what it did was everybody fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And that's all people were talking about. You haven't heard one word all week about the Eagles game, have you? Not really. Hardly anything about the Eagles game. I've heard. I haven't heard all week about this game. Well, we haven't heard about this game either. I mean, you haven't heard. You haven't heard the. I mean, you've read a little bit of it, but you haven't seen the same sort of uh, actual in-game breakdown that you normally get on a week because it's Victor Cruz 
calling out Darrell Rivas and Antonio Cromartie saying, who the heck is that guy? And, uh, you know, and then Eli Manning and, and Mark Sanchez both backing away and saying, I love Eli, I love Mark, you know, not wanting anything to do with it. And I, I haven't – you've gotten a little bit of the game. Oh, well, the Giants uh, have a great offense. The Jets have a better defense. Uh, so it should be close. Like, that's what we've heard. That's been the, the breakdown of this game. Should that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, it's all been this extracurricular stuff. Right. So now, do you like this? I, I, it was inevitable. I mean, I think with Rex Ryan as your coach, it was inevitable. I think I would have been shocked if, you know, he came out on Monday morning and was like, all business this week, boys. You know, we'll, we'll see. Just another opponent. Just he another actually, game. He actually started Sunday night after the Eagles game. Did he really? Well, because they, you know, they were talking about the Giant game, and, and he said flat out, he says, anybody that tells you this is just another game is flat out lying. This is not just another game, and he said that he said that on Sunday night. Well, he's right in he, he was right in one sense in that um, both teams need the game to make the playoffs. I mean, the, you, you we can agree that this is the first meeting of these two teams. This will be the twelfth meeting of the two teams, and this is the first meeting, or, or this has the most uh, importance of any of their previous meetings, right? Well, the only one that would rival this would be 1988, right? But the Jets didn't have anything on the line that day. The, Jet, the Jets didn't have anything on the line. They but were already they did, eliminated. But they did knock the Giants out of the playoffs. Sure, but they, but this 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 matchup, both teams have something on the line. I mean, right. Both teams are playing for their uh, for their playoff lives. If one they, of the, the team that loses is going to probably not make the playoffs. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to make a case for the loser of this game to get in. Too exactly. much. Too much would have. Too much other stuff would have to happen. For the for the other for the loser to get in, right. I think I think I think the Giants have a better shot at getting in if they lose than the Jets do, because they uh, they need they need less to happen. The Jets need a whole bunch of things to happen. Right. The, the the Giants just need the Cowboys to lose and they have a shot. Right. Well, and then and then they would also need the Eagles to lose next week. The week, but I'm so, I'm just talking about this week. Like going into the last week of the season with a shot, the Giants only if the Giants do lose, they only need one thing to happen, and that's Dallas to lose. This week? Yes. Uh, that's it. Then they would go into the last weekend. Of course, they would need the Eagles to lose. They would need to beat the the, the Cowboys. That's uh, how. But but they they only need one thing to happen for that to be the case. If right, the Jets so lose, they need like eight teams to lose. They got a whole bunch of teams right behind them that hold tiebreakers over them. That's yeah. why this is so important. So let's get back to the talk uh, from Rex Ryan and from both teams going back and forth. And as you were saying, like you, you and Dr. Ire are, are tend to, you know, Evan said something that sort of annoyed me. That was, I'm embarrassed to be a Jet fan. I'm tired right. of defending him. And that's all. That's been the banter this week on Sports Talk Radio as well. Like, he's such an idiot. He's such a loud man. Like, every call. All right, we get it. What I fail to I, – I, I think the opposite. I think if there was ever a week for him to be a loud mouth – not loud mouth, for him to be brash and have bravado, it's this week. Because the Jets have been playing second fiddle to the Giants for their entire existence. They, they've they never owned the town. I mean, even the Mets had a six-year period or seven-year period where they owned the town, okay, over the Yankees. The, the Jets have never 
own the town. Arguably in 1969 when they won the Super Bowl, but the NFL wasn't what it is now. The NFL wasn't even the NFL yet. And it was for like a year. And you still had – they still didn't own the town like the Mets did. Okay, so they have never done that. So the, the coach coming in, this is the week I want to hear him say, we don't back down to anybody. We're not second fiddle to anybody. We, you know, it's just as much our stadium as it is theirs. It's a jet home game. Enough. I didn't, well, come, here, I didn't come here to be anybody's little brother. Good. That's as, as a lifelong Jet fan, I don't care that he says that. I like that he says that because I've been arguing with Giant fans for 30 years. So I, I don't have a problem with that. This is the week that I want the brash Rex Ryan. Not to mention, I think he's got the goods. I mean, I think he's got a team to back it up. I think they do match up very well against the Giants. I agree. Now, we'll get to the actual football portion of it later because I don't think the Jets are going to win. <laughs> But I do think they match up very, very well against the Giants. I think Rex Ryan knows that. I mean, not that it would make a difference. I mean, he could be four and twelve, and he would be talking like this. But they didn't. No, not, not necessarily. No, that's, well, that's a great question, Brian. What would he be like if they were three and eleven right now? I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to imagine what he would be like. What we do know is that after losses. He tends to to scale it back. He's been pretty quiet the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, look, this is the old. This goes back to everything about the New York media, the national media. Okay, they built him up to a point where they don't like him. It's clear. Right, and he and he could say anything now because this is and this was my point. I get how you feel being a big Jet fan, being a lifelong Jet fan, and that your head coach. He's got some bravado, and he's going out there with confidence, and he's talking about they're, you know, they don't want to be the little brothers anymore. I get all of that, but everything that he has said, it's no newsflash. He's been saying this all along, so for the media to make a huge deal about him being a clown and being a buffoon and all this bluster, this is nothing new. You know, This isn't like the first time that he said this, so I think I, you know, it's much ado about nothing in my mind. Because this is not anything new coming out of his mouth. He's been saying this all along. The other, the other thing, Brian, is that I watch the press conferences. Okay, I watch his press conferences every week. I watch the one on Monday. I watch the one on Thursday. I watch the one on Wednesday. They're all available at NewYorkJets.com, and you can watch the whole press conference. And what actually gets written – and I started doing it probably – you know, like week three this season. I'm like, you know what? Let me take a look at this. And what gets written and what he actually says, it's hilarious. And I think I said this to you a couple of weeks ago that the same writers that are ripping him, ripping him, are laughing it up, yucking it up with him, you know, asking questions in the most, really like the most uh, uh, docile possible way you can ask a question. They're clearly afraid of him. And then the next day they rip him for being, you know, this, that, and the other thing. That's A. B, so much of what he says gets taken out of context in the sense that he always always qualifies things with, this is what I believe. If you don't believe it, fine. Right. I think we're going to win the Super Bowl. I I think we have a Super Bowl winning team. 
You don't? Okay. That's what I believe. But that's just Rex making proclamations. I, I, I don't understand how that's a guarantee. I think I think we're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Is that him saying we're going to win the Super Bowl? There's a difference, and it's not subtle. I mean, there's a huge difference there, and he it's the same thing he said about Coughlin. Oh yeah. I, I don't I don't, really, I don't really care what he says. Okay. Well, now, nice. he's dis- now he's disrespecting Coughlin by saying that. Now he's dis- yeah, he was disrespecting him so much the other day when he called him one of the best coaches in football history. Right. We think we have a better. We think we have the better team. Well, he's taking a shot at Coughlin. He didn't yeah. say it, but you know Wait. what he means. You know, and then he did. You know what? Look, I'm not going to uh, defend him to the teeth. He did say we were the better team the last two years. We made the playoffs. They didn't. We went to the AFC Championship game. They didn't. Okay, I could see you getting riled up about that. Does that have anything to do with this game? He was asked the question, who is the better team the last two years? He answered it in his truth. We were the better team to me. We made the the playoffs the last two years. We went to the AFC Championship game. They were home. So to say that we weren't the better team the last two years is ridiculous. Okay. Again, it's it's all just, it's all what the media wants. I guess I just have, I guess I just, he's a wrestling villain at this point, Cal. Yeah, I know. I know. He's a wrestling villain. It doesn't matter what he says. So, And I think Rex is at the point where he knows this, so he might as well just say whatever whatever comes to his head. He's never had a filter anyway. Well, that's what he's done this week, for sure. I mean, he's, he, he essentially has the attitude of, like, screw it. They're going to attribute stuff to me that I didn't say anyway. Might as well have fun with it. And, you know, the classy Giants, back and forth, and look, everybody knows I'm not a Giant fan, okay? Everybody knows the Giants and I have had words, all right? But but the idea that, you know, the Giants don't talk just as much as the Jets, I mean, Antro Roll has not shut up in two years. Guaranteeing wins, we're going to make the playoffs, we're this team, we're that team, Rex Grossman... Uh, couldn't beat us 99 out of 100 times, et cetera, et cetera. They beat you twice this year, by the way. He's, emba- he's embarrassing, by the way. But, but he, he's, he's, he's a giant, is he not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. Apparently- but you're, you're, starting to, you're starting to hear people qualify it now. With, you know, Antro Roll is, is not like the rest of the Giants. You know, he speaks right. his mind. And, well, yeah, you know what? Justin Tuck has been talking yep. over the years. Brandon Jacobs has a lot to say. I mean, come on. Plexico Burris guaranteed a Super Bowl victory. Strahan, when he was a giant, didn't, didn't he talk? That's a, of course he did, but it's all different because they're not on Rex Ryan's team. Tiki Barber? Tiki Barber get, was, a, was an embarrassment. Well, not according to, you know. I know. Apparently, giant fans can disown who they want to mm. or qualify who they want to. You know, and qualify, well, you know, Antro World just got here, so... Oh, he, okay. he's, he's still a giant, is he not? Does he not have the same NY on his helmet that uh, Michael Strahan did ten years ago? Oh, maybe ten years ago they had the giant still. Not the point. Cal, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, t- it's tough to listen to. I, my I get question it. is right, and my question is this: from what you and uh, Doctor Ray were discussing, okay, 
let's go back to Monday press conference, uh, f- uh, phone call. Rex gets on, Rex Ryan gets on and says all these things. We didn't come here to be a little brother, et cetera, et cetera. Changes the narrative. We've seen him do this about eight times. Okay. Does it work? Do you think it can still work? I, I, I think it's, I think it's really watered down by this point. I think it could still work, but it, it does not have the impact that it had, that it once had. Doesn't it mean, doesn't it mean really nothing in the media and only if his players buy it? I mean, isn't right. that, and, and, and yeah. they seem to. Well, but the, but that's what I mean. It's it, let let's see how they you know they could come out flat as a pancake, you know, or they could come out running through a wall for him. You just you don't know until until the game starts. Uh, to me, it like I said, it just feels watered down at this point. It doesn't hurt to try, and I certainly give him credit for trying it because it has the potential for working, and it's worth giving it a shot. I'm not going to say that he was wrong to do it. I just I I don't know how effective it still is. I hope it is. I hope it works. I hope they buy into it. I hope what he's what he's saying behind closed doors to the team that we don't know about is is having an effect on them. I hope that they're game planning the right way for this Giants team. Right. I, hope, well, I you know I I hope all of this is 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 working. I just you don't know. It's hard for us to tell. You know, we we can only go by what the media is feeding us because we're not in that room with him. No, that's right. I I think that that idea, that feeling among Jet fans is that Dr. Ray has is very common. And if again, if you listen to the Colin talk shows and stuff in the Valley of the Stupid, uh, you're hearing a ton of Jet fans calling up who are embarrassed by their coach. And he should shut up because he hasn't won anything, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? I questioned. I mean, he's had unprecedented success his first two years as Jets coach. Mm-hmm. I questioned how big of a fan. Now, I never would question Dr. Ray Stad. I understand where he's coming from. And he is a big fan. He's a huge Jet fan. But they're, he's, they're, he's one for the hyperbole, though, if, yes. if you and, know and, Dr. Ray. And there also is this mentality uh, among Jet fans, that unless they win 51-3 to every week, they're a disaster. And Rex doesn't know what he's doing. And he should shut up. And blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? I, I think he's done a pretty good job so far. I think, he's a, I think he's a real good football coach. I think all the other stuff you get with it, he's changing the culture of the team. Whether it sticks or not, I don't know. Because we don't know what he'll be like in a three and eleven season. We, we, I can't even imagine that. Let's hope we never have to find out. So we don't find out. You know, let's hope they're building for sustained success. But this week, to me, it's all come out for the Jet fans. Like it was one thing to talk about the Patriots. It was one thing to talk about, uh, you know, Peyton Manning and stuff. You start talking about the Giants. Oh, forget about it. Like even for Jet fans. Yeah. Not just the Giant fans, because the Giant fans are, oh, my gosh. And you should read some of the message boards and stuff, Cal. Oh, my goodness. I can't, oh, I can't, I can't go. Yeah. I can't go yeah. there. Don't do it. Don't do it. But, it, let, look, can we talk about the game for a second? Let's talk about the game yeah. for a second. Well, before, before we do that, I just – did you see – Darrell Rivas has actually had some pretty good lines in all of this. Yes. Now, it's, it's funny because 
and like I can picture a member of the media, a writer with his tape recorder, and he's like frothing at the mouth to go and get a real juicy quote. And like Revis totally gets that, and he's not he's not playing into it. There was one quote that they asked, one thing they asked him was, you know, what do you think of who was it that said that they're not scared of Revis anymore? I think it was Cruz. Was it Cruz? I think it was Victor Cruz. So they questioned Revis, and they said, what do you, "Well, what do you think of the fact that uh, that Victor Cruz says that he, nobody people aren't scared of you anymore?" And Revis says something. And correct me if I butcher this, but he says something along the lines of, well, you know, I'm not a monster, so I don't know why they would have been scared of me in the past. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He said, right? I don't, I don't, scared of me, I'm not a monster or something. He's scared of monsters, like he was like, he's scared of monsters kind of thing. It was, it was good. I know exactly the retort you're talking about. And it was, you know, Revis seems amused by this. Right. And I think in keeping with, you know, Antonio Cromartie, for the Jets seems to take everything personally and get really personal. And, you know, he came out and said, they don't even have a pro bowl caliber receiver among them. So who are they to talk? And you know, that's ridiculous. Akeem Nix made the pro bowl last year. Right. You know, if Akeem Nix wasn't hurt this year, I mean, Akeem Nix is going to be a handful for Darrell Revis or whoever covers him. He's always a handful. Victor Cruz has gotten 72 catches in a thousand yards. Uh, although yeah. I did like, I did like Cromartie. Did you see Cromartie's line about what Manningham said? No. Manningham, uh, Mario Manningham spouted off about how they're they're uh, it's all about scheme and their corners aren't that good and they're the benefit of scheme and stuff like that and beneficiaries of the scheme and Cromarty said is that Mario Manningham is that the same guy who let Victor Cruz a guy named Victor Cruz come in and take his job <laughs> <laughs> so pretty good. again there's been some choice choice smack talk all back and forth it, I really I mean I'm not I'm not usually a big fan of smack talk, but some of it has been entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, look, it's entertainment. I mean, who said it today? I, I think it might have been Revis. It was Revis. Yeah, we're, we're entertainers. You know, this is what it's all about. Nobody should take it seriously. But if we're talking about the game, Brian, and, and talking about the actual matchups on the field, the Giants are 7-7 seven and seven coming off an abysmal loss to the Redskins. The Jets are 8-6, and six, coming off an abysmal loss to the Eagles. And the Eagles represented everything that the Giants or the Jets do not do well on defense. That's true. Great team, great team speed. The Eagles are playing like the dream team, quote-unquote. Uh, but they were confused in the secondary. I brought this up to you. I, I, I don't know if you saw that stat, but the Jets have been outscored 90-22 to 22 in the weeks fo- and are 0-2 in the weeks following Jim Leonard season-ending injuries the last right. year. That's right. 90 to 22. They've given up an average of 45 points in those games immediately following Jim Leonard going down for the season with an injury. Well, that's exactly the both games. They lost 45, 45 to three to the Patriots and 45, 19 to the Eagles, which, which begs the question, Hey, Rex, Ryan, and Mike Patton, can you teach the coverage calls to somebody else just in case? Well, they, they, they came out and they said they're very comfortable with Eric Smith. Yeah. You know who should be comfortable with Eric Smith? The opposing tight end. That should that's who should be very comfortable with, with Eric Smith. Because other than that, he stinks. At what point are we gonna have to question Eric Smith? I mean they, they keep putting <laughs> There's three guys on the roster, Cal, that every week we say it. Yeah. And it's Mulligan. <laughs> it's Hunter. 
well, four. Vlad Dukas. Vlad Dukas, yeah. And Eric Smith and Hunter. And you say, how are they? I mean, they can't cut Hunter. They don't have another option at right tackle. But Vlad Dukas. How is Mulligan? Mulligan. They're going to have to get their coverage schemes together this week. The Eagles were calling out their schemes before the play. That's not great. Right. Okay. Um, they're going to have to get – because Eli Manning will rip them apart. Well, I, th- I, I like the way that they match up against the Giants a lot better than the way they matched up against Philly. Um, oh, for sure. You know, they, they've got the personnel to hang with Manningham and Cruz and Knicks. Ballard is out, so you're not going to have that guy – you're not going to have that big tight end catching passes that you're going to have to worry about putting a safety on right. or a linebacker or somebody. Um, I think that their second, I think their cornerbacks with, with help from the safeties can hang with the, with the wide receivers. So the matchup is better where I'm, what I'm worried about is if, uh, if they run the ball with Bradshaw and Jacobs, See, I think that know, that's how the giants could beat them. But this is a sort of mis uh, apprehension. Uh, maybe misunderstanding. Misconception. Thank you. Is what it is. Uh, that the Jets haven't stopped the run this year. I mean, go back to the, the – they've had two bad games. Two. Against the Raiders and against the Eagles. I mean, b- before Tim Tebow uh, started the miraculous 95-yard drive, it, for, which for some reason the Jets went away from what they had been doing all game, I think the Broncos had like 60 yards rushing total. Like they they they've done a good job against the run against a lot of teams. That you know big speed backs have given them problems. But you know who's run against them, Cal? Yeah, nobody's running. You're right. That's true. I I don't, I don't fear. I honestly <laughs> always words to come back to bite you in the ass. I don't fear Jacobs and Bradshaw. I really don't. I feel like you can make the Giants one dimensional this weekend. Okay. However, that one dimension is really good. And you know, I I I I think that Eli Manning presents a real, real matchup problem for that secondary without Jim Leonard there, uh, because they they honestly have to get better at making the calls when breaking the huddle on what they see. You know, and, and Rodney Poole is not Jim Leonard. No. You know, but maybe it took them a week. I mean, it took them a week last year. <laughs> You know, and they, they were, they were, they were and, yeah, they were much better in the Pittsburgh game last year. Oh, they they were tremendous in the Pittsburgh game. Now, one of the, and we got the Swami on hold, and he's busting. I know he's busting, but we're, okay. we're going to Swam. We're going to get to you in a minute. We're just uh, let us finish up this point. So please, Swami, keep your powder dry, relax. Because um, I can just, I know the Swami oh so well. He's 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 been on hold for like fifteen minutes. He is completely going to rip us to shreds when he gets on the air. Uh oh. But <laughs> zing, zoom, zoom, zoom. Um, but if, from a football aspect, now when the Giants, the Giants have had all sorts of problems in coverage and, and all sorts of mis- miscommunications in the secondary. Uh, Tuck said he's felt better than he's felt all year. So that's huge for them. JPP, yeah, you know me, is, uh, is difficult to stop. I think he could have nine sacks if he's matched up against Wayne Hunter. In well, I think, they should, I, I think they said Ferguson was going to match up against uh, Pierre Paul. Well, how are they going to do that? That's what they were talking about. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Ferguson's not going to move to where Pierre Paul is. No. If I'm the Giants, I put Pierre Paul on Wayne Hunter every snap. I would too. 
So the the front seven last week, the the Jets <laughs> offensive line took the week off. And you, you know, people are killing Mark Sanchez. Uh, you know, you can't really throw the ball when you have three seconds, and when corners are going to jump every slant route that you run. Mm-hmm. You know, we were laughing about Tom Moore last week when we were watching the game, and how you know on the first drive of the game for the Jets, the Jets stopped the uh, Eagles on three uh, a three and out, get the ball at their own five, four rushes for 33 yards. Suddenly they're at like the 40 yard line. Uh, by Sean Green, four rushes in a row, and they pass on six of the next seven plays. Right. <laughs> and so apparently somebody shut off Tom Moore's microphone. <laughs> <laughs> because it just Cal, what, what what we know that Tom Moore is going to have a bigger hand in the game plan. If you're the Jets this week on the offensive side of the ball. And you're game planning to go against this Giants team. Does Schottenheimer get caught up again in the idea like he did against the, the Patriots? Oh, they're, the, they're a terrible passing defense. we got to throw, 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 and abandon the running game like a jerk? You know, it, 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 I was thinking about this tonight. It feels like he always outthinks himself. For example, let's talk about the Eagles game. They start the game off by running the ball, and they're running the ball effectively. It's almost like he thinks, well, the Eagles are going to know that this is coming, so I've got to mix it up and start throwing the ball on them, even though what he's doing is working. It's like he's, he's so worried that whatever's working is going to stop working that he tries the other thing before that one thing stops working. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, it sounds yeah. weird, but it, it, it just, there's no rhyme or reason as to why he gets away from things. It's like the, uh, the the saying has emerged this year, and I totally – I love it. You know, the only thing that stopped the run, the Jets running game, was Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah. Certainly wasn't the other team. But you got to have a big game out of Mark Sanchez here, Cal. You have to. I mean, yeah, you, you I just agree. have to. There's going to be a lot of plays to be made. Plexico, Burris going against his old team. You know, can this be the week where he has the nine catches, you know, in 140 yards? I mean, can we get him on a double move? Can we can we look to him? You know, you have to take – do what they did two weeks ago against Kansas City. And I guess that win looks a little better now, doesn't it? Yeah. I know I know it was Palco and not Kyle Orton, but still. Um, but do what they did two weeks ago against Kansas City where you run a sprint out pass, okay, where you, you move the pocket around, where you, you run play action. Because it's going to be all about play action and double moves. That's that first play of the game. Cal, I'm running play action and a double move a double move to San Antonio Holmes, six points. Well that's the thing. Go after that secondary, that beleaguered secondary that they have. There's exactly. nobody back there. Exactly. And and you have the receivers to do it. You know. Uh, look, I think it's gonna be a, I, I obviously think it's gonna be a close game. I'm fired up for it, but I'm I, I'm picking the Giants and I'll tell you why. Has less to do with football, has more to do with me. <laughs> this this is my life. Uh, I wish I, I wish I I wish I were making that up. No, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't mean to be woe is me and I, I, I really do think the Jets match up very well against them. They've responded very well in the last two and a half years to pressure. Everybody who says this is a ridiculously different team, it's not. It's not a ridiculously different team than last year. I'm sorry, it's not. 
Well, the personnel, the personnel is different, but the not talent much. is similar. Yeah, not a tremendous amount. I mean, you're talking about three guys. Uh, look, I, I don't think they've uh, played as well as they did last year. I don't think they've been as good of a team as they were last year, but I still think the potential is there for them to be a good team. It's just they lose this week because I want them to win so badly. That's why they lose this week. You want this one badly, don't you? I, You know, Bri, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it comes around once every four years. That's it. You circled it on the calendar. You've had to listen to Giant fans for the last four years talk about their Super Bowl win over the Patriots, no less. Mm. And if I had known it was going to be like this, I would have rooted for the Patriots that day. <laughs> If I had known what Giant fans were going to do, for the and especially once Rex came to town, you know, uh, and I have to deal with footsie jokes, and I really would have, I really would have rooted for the Patriots. Well, you didn't really root for the Giants, though. No, I didn't. I told no, you what you, I was rooting for that day. Yeah, I know. I know. The game's cancellation. I mean, you were the, you were there that day. I remember you just kind of like sitting there shaking your head, like either way, I'm a loser. It was Phillies Yankees in the World Series. There's no winning that. I know. Wasn't it the same year, too? It, no, it was before that. Phillies Yankees was 09. Oh, okay. Uh, that was 07 08. Uh, we're gonna, uh, we're, should we bring a Swami in? He's Boston. Yeah, bring him in. All right, let's do this. He's back. He is with us. He is. Uh, Only if he's not going to yell at us, though. He might yell at us. He might. Let's welcome back to the program uh, for episode 11-39 here on Thursday, December 22nd, 2011, live from wherever the heck it is he's coming to us from, the man they call the Swami. Hi, Swam. How you doing, guys? Uh, I've been sitting here on uh, on hold for, let's see, two hours and 15 minutes, and which is fine, which, which is fine. I have not much else to do up here at the North Pole. We've got most of the... Uh, toys all wrapped and ready to go. Uh, we're just trying to wait for a, a weather clearance from the tower uh, before we uh, send out a, uh, a scout to see everything is good for us. But uh, how are you guys doing back in New York? We're doing really well. Which which elf is the scout? Oh no 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 no. Uh, they go on covert missions. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to put that uh, out to the public because uh, mm. otherwise it'll be on YouTube in the morning. By the way. I thought it was. By the way, you, you guys scouts. were talking about uh, spent an awful lot of energy talking about Ryan. Do you know how many games he pitched? No, and Ryan was a fantastic pitcher. <laughs> he really was. Exactly. So he I don't know a, what. Uh, is, it, are, now, are the, are, are, is Rob and 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 the other guy is is uh, sons or something? Are they connected somehow? I, I don't know. Rob Probably is not, right? uh, Rob is Rex's evil twin. Ah. I, I, right. I, well, you never see them together. I don't know what that is. But <laughs> living in New York as long as I have, and and around the world, there seems to be a uh, a truth that you just have to live with. It's like the New York Yankees, regardless of what team you root for. If they are at the Yankees, you're going to get that New York Yankee thing, you know. Uh, regardless of what the football team you root for. You're going to get that New York Giant thing. It's just the way things are. You know? I mean, I didn't do it, but I, <laughs> I have to tell you, that's the, that's the way things are. You know? That's depressing. I mean, so, yeah, I know. Yeah, 
You so bring once you down. accept that fact, once you accept that fact, then you go on to bigger and better things, such as you know the meat and potatoes of the uh, the whole thing. Is that what, what do I hear? That? What, what what is that I hear in the background? Wait, I think somebody's cutting into our broadcast here. Is that what I think I of this guy? Is that is that on our end? I don't know. It sounds like the New York Giant theme. <laughs> Boy, that's I don't know there. what that was. Is that Mrs. Claus? What's going on up at the North Pole there? I have no idea what's going on up there. Just, is the bishop up was, to something? I don't know. I don't know if the bishop... Know. Uh, the bishop did not do that. But you guys, no, you guys hit it right on the head. You guys hit it right on the head. I have to compliment you because if you think now, about is, it... Boy, this is weird. Hold wait, on, Scott. What do I hear? It sounds like the big organ playing. What's that? That's entertainment. Well, I mean, that is entertainment. Swami, are you from Lawrence Welk? Uh, I can't let you know that. What is going on? What broadcast is being hijacked, Swami? Yes, I don't. I, I, and I was trying to. I figured if I was on hold that long, no one would even be. Well, there probably isn't anybody out there listening. But, hey, uh, oh, zing! No, no, no. I, 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 I understand how you've gotten all your juices flowing over this possible uh, rivalry between yes. New York teams, although we they have. play in play in Jersey. Now uh, you're going out on a limb, uh, Steve, and and saying like uh, the, the Jets will win. No, I said the Giants will win. Wow, I did hear yeah. right. I just want to make sure. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I know what reverse psychology is. I've used it on you know, many people around the world. <laughs> oh my God! I know the Giants are going to win, and I know it's going to happen. And, and blah 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 blah. It does. Nobody knows. Me, nobody knows what's, what's going to happen to that game. Re- you're calling me out on a reverse jinx? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I am not yeah, and, 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 well, I mean, anybody goes through the length that you went through to try, <laughs> try and, you know, defend Ryan. Does he need defense? He, the only thing he needs is a cage. <laughs> wow. I mean, anybody who knows the man's, the man's psychology and strategy knows that he's going to go out with, and you use the word bravado, which is actually just cowardly bluster, you know. We expected that of him, didn't we? Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if he did a Coglin, uh, they, they'd be they'd be having to you know, send him in for a, a you know psychiatric evaluation. We knew, you know. I mean, the the best quote that I did hear, and it was quoted accurately. He says, "I don't care what other people think," and he really doesn't. Yeah, he never has. So, so why should we? I mean, you know, I, I don't. Let's let's just talk about the let's just talk about this game using factual information that we have at hand. Go for it. Right? I yep. mean, I know you said that they're coming, you know, both teams are coming off, I think you used the word abysmal. I did, twice. I would use something a tad stronger, but I'm, you know. It's a, a family a program. Exactly. It's late enough. Though. No, I said, they, 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 <laughs> listen, if you think about how they got into this hole in the first place, uh, are, are these the same guys that actually were playing in preseason football? They seem to be. Yeah, they seem to be. I mean, a lot of the injuries that they had are healed. A lot of the uh, the guys they were counting on, you know, uh, are still there. 
you know. So if you go strictly by the numbers, right? Yeah. I think I think uh, I think somebody uh, who was uh, doing this and disregarding all emotion would have to go with the Giants. But is that somebody you? Yeah. <laughs> How do you disregard emotion, though? How do I do it? I spent hours hours just practicing the quelling of the emotional state. Uh, Ah. It's a ninja ninja trait that comes from years. years I should have told you. Yeah, I should have told you. He's ninja trained. I mean, I don't know if I told you that. That's got to take incredible discipline. It does. Incredible? We don't don't use the word incredible. We just use the word discipline. Okay. Incredible means something outstanding and above and beyond. It's nothing. It's un- uh, something within our capabilities. We reach, we reach inside, and pull the inner self out, and it's it's, not, it's very easy to do. That's right. I know. I was thinking the same thing myself. I think uh, he's half Vulcan on his mother's side. <laughs> right. Always. Aren't you half Italian and half Vulcan? You, you, said, you said you were never going to tell people about that. Sorry, but once they see your ears, it's sort of... Is it, all right, listen. Ooh. So you're taking, the, you're taking the Giants. Yeah. Unemotional. Unbiased. Unbiased. I'm going, I'm going by... You know, and you know what I think will make the difference in this game? A touchdown. No, touchdowns always make difference in games. <laughs> I think the thing that will make the difference in this game is the mindset of the players going in. You know, what are they trying to accomplish? They have the they have the uh the, the talent, they have the tools to do uh, amazing things. But who will do it? The people who are well buoyed up and keyed up and and ready to go rip the you know the sod from the field, you know, by coach Ryan? Or the more staid, calm, level approach of Coughlin. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking when push comes to shove, I don't think they're going to rattle uh, Manning as much as they could rattle. I don't even want to mention his name. Right. The other guy. Right. Well, uh, I'm glad you're unbiased here. I, I want to. I, I do want to ask a question. How many giants are always accepted? <laughs> No, I, I've only seen one giant game in my entire uh, life, by the way. Yes, that's and right. I mean, in person, I, that is. In person. That's, we went to that game together. Yes, we did. And, and who were they playing? They were playing the Jets. That's right. And what happened and, that day? And who won that day? <laughs> the, the Jets. I think that was, the, was that the last time they played? I think it might have been. Four years ago, and, did we go to that game? It was yes, it was it was a while ago. I was I was still uh, I was still living in uh, in the United States at the time. I hadn't moved my uh, my in horse racing. They would call it you move your attack to another location, but I haven't. Wow. Yeah. Well, Swan, let's uh, because you're so unbiased and you you really uh, have nothing. Well, not, there's be- no such thing as no no no. I, I have to correct you. I'm not so unbiased. I'm just unbiased. Right. You have nothing but good. Th- that's true. You can't be more unbiased. That's right. So that's like that's like when people say more than happy. You can't be exactly. more than happy. You're either happy or you're not happy. You're just happy. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, give us a couple of other games real quick here. Uh oh. See now you're going to put me out on a, on a leash. You know. 
a lot of a lot of them look like locks, actually. You know. Okay. I don't know why that is, uh, but a, a lot of them actually do look like. Uh, I mean, well, all the big guys, the big guys are all picking the Bengals over Arizona. You know, uh, they're all picking you know the Steelers over you know St. Louis. I mean, these seem to be easy things to accomplish. Sure. Uh, most everybody is picking, you know, the Redskins over, you know, Minnesota. Right. And I think there's only one or two games out of the entire card that there's any kind of deviation. Uh, I, I, let me, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think not everybody is convinced that uh, Dallas and Philadelphia uh, will be victorious. I think more people are leaning towards Philadelphia, by the way. Well, who does the Swami like there? That's a very interesting Ooh. intrigue. That is, that is. They're playing in Dallas, don't forget. I couldn't. You know? Uh, playing in Dallas, Philadelphia, home field advantage. You know, I know most Giant fans would like to see Dallas lose. Uh, you know, I think you got to give the edge to Philadelphia, actually. All right. Uh, coming off coming off what they did uh, last week. So, yes. I'm going to I'm gonna give the nod to Philadelphia. I, I hate to say that, the, you know, the Cowboys are going to lose in their own uh, their own building, but yeah, I'm going that way. All right. How do you, you guys feel you... about How do you guys feel about Tampa Bay and Carolina? Does anybody care? I think the game should be canceled. That's what I thought. <laughs> hey, what? There's fantasy implications there for sure. They're professional football I... players. That's correct. I like Carolina in that game. I mean, last week, last week, you know, did anybody think that the Packers would wind up in the position they were in? No, of course not. Yeah, there you go. I mean, did anybody you, think the Giants would lose? Did anybody think the Jets would lose? Well, Certainly, yeah, I didn't. Some, some I didn't tell them my, I didn't were, tell them about my picks. I almost had to hang up my Swami shield after that. You know? <laughs> they come not a good thing. Your Swami cloak. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank God I don't have crystal. Bl- oh, never mind. But uh, <laughs> I. I because I know it's a family show. I will not here's, a, here's, a, here's a game I want to get your take on, Swamp. Okay, go. San, San Diego and Detroit. Oh, yeah, right. I knew you were going to bring that up there. San Diego's red hot. Huh? San, San Diego, Diego and Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I guess you got to go with San Diego. All right. The red hot San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. They, I think they've got momentum. Of course, once again they're playing in Detroit, which right. uh, you know, I don't think everybody's going to be spending you know uh, you know a lot of their time in the Motown uh, Museum. Uh, but I, I you know I I think uh, I think San Diego's got the, the I think they actually have the I hate to use the word but they have the tools to do it. Very nice. Uh, now how about uh, this? How about this big Monday night matchup? Atlanta Falcons, 9-5. Oh, yeah. Chuck, I don't even think that's... Jacksonville against there was, New Orleans. There was a slight chance that if all the planets were lined up in the proper uh, order, you may see uh, an upset. But I, I really don't think you know, uh, the Falcons are going to lose. Wow, so you like the Falcons in that one. Interesting. I do. I'm probably right. the only guy in the country. All right. I'm we'll put you down. I'm probably we'll the only guy in the, the Falcons. No, I'm I'm probably the only guy in the country that does like the Falcons, and that would be my that would be my miracle of the week if they came if you know if Atlanta did uh, you know come come out on top. But 
We need uh, to get some some theme music for Swami's Miracle of the Week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you would call it the Upset of the Week, the Miracle of the Week. No, no, uh, I like this. Let's go with Miracle. I mean, Chicago's playing at Green Bay. You think Green Bay's going to lose another game? <laughs> I don't think so. Probably not. I don't think so. No. I nope. mean, the Bears, you know, are not the old Bears on the Ditka. So I, I think they... They might as well just hang up their, their jerseys and let their kids go out and play and enjoy themselves. So you're going, you know? so you're going with the Packers? Yeah, I think you have to. On Christmas like I said, once again, we, 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 we once again we throw out emotion. We go with strict, you know, disciplinary guidelines of uh, selection process, and that that's the way most people would have to. You know, I don't know how the big guys are doing, but the Swami is going with Green Bay. All right, so so far we got. How about, how about San Francisco and 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 the Seahawks? That's a good game at Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, very good home team. Yeah, I know, but the problem is it's San Francisco. They've been doing. I think they've been doing great things this year. They sure have. What they were expect, yeah, you know, compared to what they were expected to do. Yeah, I got to give the nod to the visiting team once again. You like San Fran going into Seattle? Very tough place. Yeah, if to you play. think about it, I, I just realized what I've done without even without even uh, doing it on purpose. I picked the Giants over the Jets, which is of course the Jets have home field. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I went with Atlanta. They're another visiting team. Yep. Uh, I went with Philadelphia. That's another visiting team. Hmm. Yeah. You went with I'm San Diego. Trent. That's another yeah. visiting team. Yeah, but and I did go with Green Bay. Right. It's another visiting team. So the only yeah, home team was, you like this week is the pack. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm staying away from, you know, the uh, the Tampa Bay game. I don't even care about that one. Everybody's staying away from that game. You'd be yeah. wise. Well, Pittsburgh, once again, should should uh, should excel, you know. So I, I guess that's another home team. At home against the 2-12 and 12 Rams, way out on a limb there, Swab. Yeah, no, try, no, to be, no, try to be careful out there on that limb. I could I could say I don't care what anybody thinks, but I'm not you know Coach Ryan. That's right. Well, Swab, I, uh, I do care. Next time we talk, the... guys, Christmas yes. will be all over. I yep. have uh, made the appointed rounds. I hope you guys, wherever you're going to wind up, uh, enjoy the holidays. You and your family, good Christmas. Uh, Cal, Thank you. I, I hope you get a new uh, computer uh, so you don't do any kind of. <laughs> or did you get a new computer? I did not get a new computer. I'm using a I'm using a refurbished one right now. Ah, uh, refurbished. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe Santa Claus could. Uh, in fact, if you bet on some of the games, <laughs> I'm going to try that. I try to yeah. See if you get some. See if you get a lot of points on the Atlanta uh, Atlanta games. You never know. I'm going yeah. to. I mean, take your that would really be. A, I mean, I I even would have to admit that uh, that that would be a stunner. You know. Yes. And if, if PJ's still in the queue, tell him I appreciate uh, the uh, the theme music that he played for the 47 minutes I was on hold. No problem. <laughs> hey Swam, if you uh, yeah. if you bump in if you bump into Claus up there in the North Pole, uh, had dinner with him I, last night. Had yeah, dinner with him last night. He, he's a little de- he's a little dejected. I, I could give you the reason why. It has nothing to do with this time of year, but it was something to do with the fact of the. Uh, Shortened and uh, uh, NBA season. Oh, I see. Well, tell tell him he owes me fifty bucks, and I'm not his personal ATM when we go to Vegas. Okay. Fifty bucks. 
He'll know what I, he'll know what it's about. Just tell him. <laughs> no, you don't you don't you don't use the word bucks with the clause man. For him, it means something completely different. That's right. Uh, thanks, Juan. We'll talk to you next week, pal. All right, guys. Keep your powder dry. You too. Thanks, Wami. There he goes. You saw that clause guy. <laughs> I'm not his eight personal ATM. You know what I mean? I'm not made of money, clause. That guy's nuts. Have hey, you Kringle. Hey, Kringle. Have you <laughs> Have you seen the, the Best Buy commercials with the, you know, that, that seem to be attacking Santa Claus? What do you think of those? Oh, God. Scratch Bomb, our, our buddy who uh, who tweets under that, that handle, uh, Matthew Callan, who's, who's really very, very funny. And, um, you should check out his website, scratchbomb.com. Um, what he's talking about, like I, he would have loved to have sat in on that Best Buy marketing meeting. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what we want to do this year? We want to completely get suburban housewives to to like rip Santa a new one. So let's do that. That'll be fun. Like who's, who's brainshot with this? I saw the first one. I was like, what? What are they doing to Kringle? Which one did you see? The first one I saw was the, you know where she catches him. The mother is like uh, catches him like stuffing the stockings. Uh huh. And like everything's already in the stockings, and they're yeah, like, he's all jolly about it. He's laughing. Yeah, and she's like, uh, yeah, you're busted, Kringle. Suck it. <laughs> way off sides. Way off sides. There's another one where the where the where the mother confronts him on the roof. Right. Yeah. And, and she's just staring at him, and he's got this, you know, this jolly smile, and while he's smiling. She kicks a Santa ornament off of the roof <laughs> with her arms crossed, and the ornament falls to the ground and <laughs> smashes. <laughs> like, you're mine, Claus. You're like, what? whose idea was this? I don't get God. that. Talk about bad idea genes. My goodness. Wow. He's, a, he's an ex-freebase addict who I'm going to let live in my basement for a little while. <laughs> bad idea. Um, Cal, let's let's wrap up the Jet Giant game because I want to get your prediction and and what do you think uh, from a football aspect? What what do you see happening in this game, Brian? I feel like it's going to be a high scoring game for some reason. A high scoring affair. Uh, yeah. The vaunted Jets defense. Vaunted the big 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 boom boom boom. Boy, my brother was getting really upset with our our franchise impression. Yeah, he doesn't like it. He does not like it. If we you hate the guy so much, why do you repeat him? Because it's good radio. It is good radio, and it's very easy. And we've spent years perfecting it, so why not use it? That's right. right? Big, 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 boom, boom, boom. Right down the, the field. Merry Christmas. <laughs> the girl with the curl. <laughs> you go home, um, you have eggnog. Yeah, Scott did not did not care for that. In between taquitos, Scott was very, very upset. Was that some spread, by the way? That was some spread. Let me now, tell you. I want to tell you, I had nothing. I know. I, had nothing. I was on. I was on my way, and I, un, until you let me know that there was a spread there, I was on my way to the supermarket. I, I had literally. I had a, a container of peanuts. That was it. And those peanuts fell all over the floor, and all hell broke right. loose. Big <laughs> Polly was uh, eating peanuts out of a cuff. Spilled <laughs> them all over my floor. No, but I, I I love the way my brother put it that I, I threw out the bat signal, and uh, next thing you know I got Gino's pizza rolls, taquitos, uh, dried sausage, hot and mild. 
Yeah. Uh, cheese, dips, onion dip. I mean, it was some spread. Some spread. I mean, it turned into a couple of us were going to watch the game, and then it became a, a thing. It became a pajama jam. It became a happening. Which was nice. I mean, that part was nice. The result wasn't nice, but... I enjoyed watching the early game. <laughs> yeah, well, there were there were a lot of fantasy implications going on, right. too. We were watching the Red Zone channel. We had a good time with that. Yeah, and then uh, until about 4.15. Yeah, and then, then it was 28 nothing, and I still had a taquito in my, in my hand. <laughs> I hadn't even finished the taquito, and it was 28 nothing. Taquitos are good, by the way. They were delicious, and they were cold, Very but they were, still, they were still delicious. Right. They had been warm at one point. I don't want people to think that we, we didn't cook them. You didn't, serve, you didn't serve them raw. So who do you like in this high-scoring affair, Brian? Go ahead. You can say it. Uh, who do I like in this game? I like the Jets. Oh, boy. I like the Jets in this game, Steve. I did not see that coming. I know. I really think that they're I, – I think – I think the Jets – are better equipped to handle this type of game and all that's on the line. Then the now, Super Bowl champion Giants? Well, I think Eli Manning might be better equipped than Mark Sanchez, but overall personnel, I think the Jets are better, have have the better chance of, of not shrinking under the pressure. That's a fair point. You know, the Jets have played uh, bigger games than the Giants have in the last two years. And they've, they've played more bigger games than the Giants, too. Yep. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good point. I would be interested to see if that – I would be really interested to see if that factors in. And a lot of that goes back to what we talked about with Rex Ryan getting his team ready to play. Right. So, I, wow. So, And here's the other thing, Steve. The, the last thing I'll say on this is that – Cal Stradamus. You gotta admit that was pretty well timed. Timing is everything. <laughs> Go on. Going back to Rex Ryan, if this team has his back as they all say that they do, they're gonna come out and put put forth quite an effort to try to save their coach's bacon. I agree. That's all you, that's all you hear about. This love affair between the, the players and, and Rex Ryan, and <laughs> Rex loves the players, and, and he'll defend every single one of his players. He never, never sells out a player, never throws him under the bus. The players all know that, and they speak the world of Rex. They want, you know, they all want to. They'll run through a wall for him. They want to make, you know, let's see what happens because Rex put himself out there. Let's yep. see if these, let's see if these Jets have his back. It's very true. I, I, I think that's uh, definitely a factor, too. I really do. I really think. I think they, and I think they do have his back. Yeah, I think that's an interesting factor. I, it would be great if they came out like a house of fire and uh, maybe even, you know, deferred if they won the toss, put the defense on the field, get a three and out, then, you know, sort of have a march-type drive. But you and I both know this is going to be a close game. It's going to, you know, the Giants are going to have the ball with like a minute 25 left, down by three. And I'm going to have all sorts of agita, and I'm going to be on a plane and uh, on a flight, and I should introduce myself to the air marshal when I get on board. <laughs> I figure. I figure, like, cut out the middle manager. Hi, how you doing? I'm going to be watching the jet game back in uh, 24A, if you need me. 
you know what you know what sort of sick junkie I am though, Cal? I do, but go on. <laughs> I've been talking about how I'm gonna be on a plane for this game and now with my back, that's gonna be awesome. Really looking forward to uh four hours. Yeah, this is you're gonna really be uh, a pleasant human being on Saturday. Yeah. No, it's it's great. Nothing hey, like family, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. The Jets just lost to the Giants and my back is screaming. Um, no, but I, I I found out I found a website called flightguru.com, which tells you because I started researching power. Okay, I need power for my laptop if right. I'm going to watch the whole game. Right. Okay. Um, I already found out that the plane has Wi-Fi. Ten bucks. I already signed up for the service. We cut that out right right away. Well worth it. Exactly. But you go to this flight guru, and it tells you what kind of plane you're going to be on. And it tells oh. you what the plane is equipped with. Oh, wow. Okay. And it tells you it's, my particular plane has wireless, and it also tells you where the outlets are and what type of adapter you need. And it turns out there's an outlet, power outlet, right in my seat, next to my seat. Uh, and I need, I need a, a DC adapter, at least uh, 12 volts. Uh, is which is basically like a car car adapter, right? So I researched those, went and bought one the other day. So now I I will have power because I found out on FlightGuru.com how to do that. So really, the only thing keeping me from watching this game is the wireless uh, the Wi-Fi reception in the air. That's right. one. That's the one X variable I cannot account for. But if they have, if they're touting this wireless on the plane, you got to think it's going to be okay. Well, I've used it before on American. Okay. And it was it was uh, delicious. It did a heck of a job. So I, you know, I sh- I found where I'm going to watch it. I can't reveal that. Um, wouldn't want them to get shut down. But um, there is a place that street, you know, there's a couple of sites that actually stream the games. Okay. And uh, I'm in, Cal. I got power. Well, good luck. Thanks. Maybe we can IM during the game. I was going to say, can you we get into a chat room during the game? Absolutely. Absolutely. I should have AIM, although I want to limit what I'm running. Okay. You know I mean? It's a little netbook. I want to limit, you know, what's going on. Oh, okay. But, yes, I see no reason why we can't be on AIM. So, there you go. Mr. Air Marshal, my name is uh, Steve. Be back in 24. Uh, if you have to forcibly take me out, I've got a bad back right now. Shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I will be acquiescing. Yeah, if you need me to succumb to uh, you know to and and you need to uh, actually physically apprehend me, just hit me in the lower back. It'll all be over. actually just make me turn around. It'll all be over. That's all you need to do. Yes. Well, Cal, let's get to the fun mode. Okay. You wanna? Yeah, I do. Do you feel good about the Jets Giants thing? Come on, Jets, one time for me, please. I don't Sorry, feel okay. great about I don't feel okay. great about it, but I think they're going to win. No, do you feel great about our conversation about the game? Oh yeah, that I feel I feel wonderful. I think I think we left it all on the table. All right. Come on, Jets. Come on. All right, that was the fanboy in me. I'll admit it. Okay, so rather than play the fun load music, I'm going to play this, Cal. Hold on. Who is producing this show? If I had one wish that I could wish this holiday season, 
It would be that all the children of the world to join hands and sing together in a spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for $30 million a month to be given to me. <laughs> Tax-free in a Swiss bank account. You know, if I had three wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first, of course, would be for all the children to get together and sing. The second would be for the $30 million every month to me. And the third would be for all-encompassing power over every living being and the entire universe. And if I had four wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be the crap about the kids. The second would be for the $30 million. The third would be for all the power. And the fourth would be to set aside one month each year to have an extended 31-day orgasm. <laughs> to be brought about slowly by Roseanne Arquette and that model Paulina somebody, I can't think of her name. Of course, my lovely wife can come too. And she's behind me 100% on this, I guarantee you. Wait a minute, maybe that sex thing should be the first wish. So if I made that the first wish, you know, because it could all go boom tomorrow, then what do you got, you know? No, no, the kids. <laughs> The kids singing would be great. That, that would be nice. But wait a minute, who am I kidding? I mean, they're not going to be able to get all those kids together. I mean, the logistics of the thing, it's impossible. It's more trouble than it's worth. So, we reorganize. Here we go. First, the sex thing. We go with that. Second, the money. No. We go with the power second, then the money, and then the kids. Oh, wait. Oh, geez. I forgot about revenge against my enemies. Okay. I need revenge against all my enemies. They should die like pigs in hell. That would be the fourth thing. And of course, my fifth wish would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. Thank you, everybody. I'm very so I realized I should have played that on the way out, but uh. <laughs> um, that should set the tone. Let's have a little Christmas music discussion. Also, we could talk about Christmas sketches on Saturday Night Live. That, of course... Uh, Steve Martin, uh, and I remember watching that live and dying. I mean, so dying. His timing is just so good. Yes. It's just so good. So let's bring uh, the bishop back in, the producer. The guy who produces the show. He introduces the acts. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, top hat microphone. PJ. <laughs> where Where is he? Oh, he's gone. No, he's there. He's laughing. He's He's gone. They're all gone. Ah, what Christmas special is that from? I don't remember. Rudolph. They're all gone. Oh, Rudolph. All right. Oh, no. I think... <laughs> Timing. I need to That's work it? on my... Timing. <laughs> Peach, what's your favorite Christmas song? You no, know what? Been... I retract. I, I I retract that question. I'm going to ask a different one of both you and Cal. Oh. In the RQ Fun Load, brought to you by Christmas. Yeah, I had that answer already. Yes. <laughs> What's the one song that you hear that means it's Christmas? I think my sister-in-law asked this the other day on Facebook. 
Like, what's the song? You hear the song, you're like, oh, it's, here it is, Christmas. Well, now, hold on a minute. Now, do you mean like when you you sort of sigh and throw your hands in the air like, ah, oh, this crap again? Or you mean the one that gives you the, the nice feeling in the center of the chest where it's like, oh. Give me both. You want both? Yeah, give me good feeling and uh, oh, model. Well, you like, you you played you played the one that that uh, that oh dear God not again already for me. Yeah, <laughs> I love Christmas that song. Ra- Christmas wrapping. Um, okay. Sort of makes my skin crawl. Okay. Um, Cal, how about you? Cal, what's your Umaron song? Like, oh, it's Christmas. Mariah Carey. Ooh, well done. <laughs> Good day, sir. Ooh. See how fast I had that on the tip of yeah. my tongue? I hate that song. I used to love it, and now I'm done with it. Okay, so what's, your, what's, what's your feel-good song? My feel-good song? Yeah. <laughs> It's not really a feel-good song, but I like the song, and it, and it makes me. This is the one that I know Christmas is here when I hear uh, Band Aid. Yeah, they know it's Christmas. Now the sports guy talked about this years ago, and he's always said he hears the one line, right? Uh huh. He hears the one line. Well. So when he hears that line, he knows it's Christmas. <laughs> and I agree with you, Band-Aid. That song, when he wrote that initially, I was like, spot on. That song means Christmas for me, absolutely. And that line means Christmas for me, even though, and he talked about this, so we're covering ground, but I've always wanted to say it. What does that mean? Like, it's, it's tonight, thank God, it's, well, yeah. Yeah, <sighs> I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not in, well... The Sudan starving. Thank you, Bono. Good thing it's them, not us. <laughs> well, listen. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold it's on. It's pretty dickish. No. No, no, no. See, on, on this side of the Atlantic Ocean, um, that, that, you know, thank God it's them instead of you, better you than me, whatever, that that's more of a callous remark. And so we interpret it more callously. But on that side of the Atlantic Ocean, um, you know, where the Irish poets live, and they wear their heart upon their sleeve, like Bono. Yes, that's that. It it it's a purer thought. I call shenanigans. How can that be pure? Explain that to me. The, the same way someone would would get their kids to eat vegetables by saying there are starving children in China. China? I'm not getting I don't Wherever they are. I don't know. Where are they, where are they starving these days? Lots of, lots of places. I, I always thought Africa was the go-to for that, though. But, um, Is it? <laughs> all right. But I, 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 I do understand what you're saying. It still makes me laugh every time I hear it. Because it's, it's Bono. And because of who it is, too. You know, like, like if you could make me feel any guiltier right now, like, yes, I'm going to go ahead and put the sandwich down. Thank you. That's right. That's right. And I thank God it's them instead of you. Yeah. I'm a boogie. pudding. Didn't mean to bug you. But right. there you are, eating your seven fishes, whatever you That's got. Right. 
And they got nothing. They don't even got one fish, not even half a fish. They don't even know there's an ocean. <laughs> Didn't mean to bug you. So happy Christmas, you bastard. Um, that's it. That's the one song that means it's good. What's it? Do me some other favorites, though, here, guys. There's well, that song puts Christmas. me back in time, but the one that makes me swell up and say, "Oh shucks, it's Christmas!" is uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. The Andy Williams version. Mm. That's a good one. That's a classic. Simple uh, yeah. lines intertwining. Yeah. That's right. That's, That's right. a classic. It's uh, not D minor though. It's the saddest of all keys. How do you guys feel about the uh, the the Bowie Bing Crosby? Because that's a, that's a, a, the little dr- the uh, what is it Limer- little drummer boy right? little drummer boy yeah that's if if there's a better video than that I don't know where it exists you, do you that do one, you just you just grow to love that one the the more it happens <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody saw that the first time and, and said wow classic what that was you know. <laughs> I mean, do you buy that they're neighbors and they're just meeting for the first time on Christmas and totally say, say, Andy, you just happen to play the piano. Totally. Just I like that. Kiss defeated the Phantom of the Park. Bing, it's Bing Crosby, not Andy Williams. I'm sorry. That's right. It is as believable as, as Kiss defeating the Phantom of, <laughs> of, the, of the amusement park. I Bing is a good song. Wait, that, that was Beatleish. I, I don't know if I can do Bowie. Can you do Bowie? Bowie has uh, no distinct accent. He has no. He's a, he's a school leaver of no fixed hairstyle. Um, I, I I'm a huge fan of that. I still like Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Springsteen. Okay, you can get on me for it. Uh, I still like it. Nothing. I don't like it. You guys ambivalent. I'm kind of done with that one too. Now. I have to ask you guys this question. I uh, was listening to the Pandora uh, Rock Holiday station today. I oh. Because Lord knows I couldn't listen to talk sports talk radio. Um, Not this week. And uh, did you know there's a Queen Christmas song? No. Is there? Yes. There's a Christmas song by Queen. It's a <laughs> No, but I did say this. It's 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 like illegal use of epic. <laughs> like they're just some like Freddie Mercury singing, and it's Christmas. Bom, 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 bom. It's definitely like a 15-yard illegal use of epic. Uh, Freddie Mercury, 50. There's no need for a Queen Christmas song. No need. And then we have all- example. Oh, it's, I, I was trying to download it for the show, and I couldn't find it again. That's how obscure it is. Um, and I've never heard it before. I think I can honestly say I've never heard it before. Maybe you didn't hear it today. Maybe maybe, maybe I just made it up. Did you ever, did you ever, did you ever think of that? Did you ever see Inception? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm spinning a top as we speak. Um, the uh, The other song that I always loved, and my band covered once quite well, uh, Father Christmas by the Kinks. Well, that's a good one. Big sure. fan. Big fan. Peach, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Christmas song? Like taking a nostalgia side, I understand the nostalgia choice. Um, I, 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 I really, I really do like. Uh, do they know it's Christmas? 
it's, it's such a it's such a good song. Well, it, it you know, still holds it, up too. It projects me back in time too. Whenever I hear it, I I sort of end up back in my living room, and you know I'm 13 years old. Yeah. Blasting the stereo. But do you find that only recently it's become kind of like this classic thing where it was great when it first came out, but then like two or three years later, up until about like two or three years ago, it was a very nondescript song. I, I agree. I totally agree. I think it's become a classic well, it always, with age. It always had cult status. Right. Uh, and let me tell you why. I went looking for the original vinyl of it. The original of course vinyl, you did. 40, 45. And it was $450. Woo! Well, yeah. Wow. What, they made it gold? Yeah. So it, uh, no, well, no, I mean, to, to get the original 45 vinyl in the original sleeve, which was kind of... Yeah. You know, did, Paul Young co- did Paul Young come to your living room and sing over his part? Uh, he will now. <laughs> Man, Paul Young there. was huge back then. Huge. Right? That video is magnificent. That was his year. That was, that, that was the same year as uh, Every Time You Go Away, so... Right. Yes. That was his I uh I I I have an, another one real quick guys. Compare the Beatle Christmas songs. So you have John Lennon with Happy Happy Xmas, you know, War is Over. Right. And you have Paul's offering. I love them both. Sim- love them. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I That song never fails to make me laugh. And I, love I was it. listening to it today and there's a line in it Anybody understand why I shouldn't look down? Oh, don't look down. <laughs> why, why, why am I not looking down at? <laughs> don't you know just to shut up and enjoy the pleasantness with a Oh, yeah, song? sure. No problem, Paul. It's sort of a lapa lapa. This one's a Christmas, a Christmas we're, dingle. We're all gathered <laughs> just to have a good time with Paul. It's don't you terrible. understand? This? Oh my gosh, it's terrible. It, Lennon's is serious and moving and makes people want to... And has a message. Has a message. A kid singing at the end. War is over if you want it. And Paul, so today you're going to get together, have a little wine, maybe. I got two Don't problems. Down. My only problems with the Lennon song is one, Yoko's mixed just a little bit too loud. Yeah. She's well. a detraction. And uh, I don't like the line, let's stop all the fight. It's just a bad line. It is, <laughs> but it compared to compared to what McCartney did in that song, it's the mo- one of the most brilliant lyrics of all time. <laughs> Paul, Paul's telling us, Paul's telling us not to look down on Christmas. Raise a glass of cheer and don't look down. Why? I have I to. I have know. to tell you um, the uh, the the epilogue to the uh, Do They Know It's Christmas four hundred fifty dollar record. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I bought it. <laughs> he I, I, bought it. <laughs> it was it four it was four hundred and fifty dollars. He pissed it away. And uh and I brought it to the counter and I said, you know, is this for real or something like that? And the uh the doofus behind the counter was not listening to me and rang it up for four dollars and fifty cents. I was Shut not up. going to buy it. I had no intention of buying it, honestly. What did I, 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 don't even, I don't even play vinyl. Um, but 
you know, he rang it up for ninety nine percent off. So <laughs> you paid you paid four dollars and fifty cents for it. I paid four dollars and fifty cents for it, um, and it's a, it's an original press, and uh, okay. I have it now in my in my collection. So you can come over and see it. Fantastic. I may lose my mind That line is just so very Bono. I love it. It's just so Bono. Like, it just could not be more like, I hope you feel guilty. You know, it just, ah, it's just so but Bono. Do you, do you think that's a Geldof penned line? Oh, without Bono, Bono came in with his own pen. No, I think it. I think it was Geldof. Geldof had written oh, like, you know? "Today I'm feeling blue," and Bono said, "No, no, 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 I got the line." <laughs> <laughs> right. The original lyric was, uh, "Tonight, let's all be happy and drink some wine and don't look down." Right. That was right. the original lyric, and Bono was like, "No, no, you're gonna make him feel guilty and bug him." I've got the um, line. It's it's. I'll bring joy to Gentile and Jew. No, no, <laughs> no. Tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Really? <laughs> well, tonight, Gentile and Jew. That's fantastic. Um, who is your favorite? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Who is your favorite performance in band? Is it is it the Bono line? In, is that in, your favorite? In, in uh, we are uh, you know uh, band aid. Um, uh, my my chill my chills moment um, s- starts where Sting joins in. Right. Yeah. And then right. and then a couple of different voices go in and out. Right. So it's, it's that whole twenty second block. Do you think that Sting paid? Now extra? I'm thirteen. Now I, you you just made me thirteen years old again. It does the same thing to me. I remember having the conversation. On Christmas Eve, and my cousin Marianne had that on 45, and uh, had the 45 of it? that. Did and she keep it? I think she, I think she still has it. Give her a phone call and tell her what it's worth. I think she still has it. And we were playing it, and me and Scott and my cousin Marianne and uh, my cousin Jimmy were all listening to it. And, like, somebody yelled at us. We were in the living room, and somebody yelled at us from the kitchen, like, oh, you know, turn that off, bleeding heart, or something like that. Wow. And my cousin was like, you know what? Open your eyes a little bit. There's people starving. She was like 11. Open your eyes a little bit. There's people starving. <laughs> That's when the activism starts. Sure. Right. She's very active on Facebook. Very active. Um, but I, re- I remember that vividly. I remember listening to that vividly and us playing it over and over again on that particular Christmas Eve. And uh, do you think Sting paid extra to have the word Sting in his line? I think he called that line. I said, oh, it's got my name in it. My line, it's my line. <laughs> Sting's like, shotgun the Sting line. Back off, boy, George. That's my line. Take it easy, Jody Watley. I'll take care of this. All right? Jody Watley did not know she was British. <laughs> Jody yes, Watley had no idea that she was British. I don't think she to, knew she was British. Yeah, yeah that's they right. had to tell her. <laughs> you know who was criminally underused in that song? Wow, I I don't I don't, but I love the way you described it. Criminally underused. Bananarama. <laughs> Get out. All three of them. 
<laughs> well, they only they only they only called them in for the for the group shot. I don't think they, they were, were called reduced in for to harmony. That's yeah, yeah. that's rough. Bananarama. That's Bill Collins. Because you know why? Line because either, I'm, I'm, Bill who? Collins does not have a singing line. No. Nobody, but he drummed. Sure did. He played the he played well, he drums on that on song. Camera. There's no doubt about that. Well, yeah, of course. He, uh, yeah, I remember also uh, Sting. Sting was not so big a deal as a solo artist yet. Not yet. No, he wasn't at all. He was still with the Police probably at that point. Right. I no, mean, they it had was, just it broken a, up. I think. Maybe they it was just a very up. big deal at Live Aid that he was doing that little thing with uh, Knopfler. Right. He was doing um, Money for, Money nothing. for nothing. Right. And that was like, whoa, Sting steps into the spotlight. Who's the I'm sorry, Cal, go ahead. No, because he because he he was part of a, a mini ensemble when he sang. He didn't really have a solo. Right. He, he was with Simon LeBon, I think. That's right. Yep. Yes, and, and Paul Young, I believe. Yeah. Well, Paul Young had a solo. <clears throat> right. Simon LeBon's voice cracks 19 times. Right. And it's, and it's a singer. And it's completely effective, though. Like, he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, but that's he's not um, who's the Dan Aykroyd in that uh, in in the group shot when they're singing "Feed the World"? Who's who's your Dan Aykroyd? Oh, I <laughs> I remember spotting Dan Aykroyd in the other one. They're going, "What is he doing there?" Magnificent, and we are the world. There's got to be. I I thought I was watching the video the other day, and I thought I saw Jack Wagner in there. <laughs> you didn't. But it's a guy who looks remarkably like Jack Wagner. <laughs> oh, I, I tell you who the Dan Aykroyd is the other member of Culture Club that is playing the the, jing, the jingle bells. Not bad, not bad. I believe Andrew Andrew Ridgely is there as well. Was he there? Well, once again, probably because he owned all the equipment. <laughs> that, was, that was sort of his thing. Because yeah. this was a this was a big coming out party for George Michael. I think. Hey, watch how you use that phrase, my friend. What's what? going on? Watch how you use it. Double entendre. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, well, I, I think that sums it up, boys. Uh, and we're going to go out with a, a little different song. So I think we all agree that the Band-Aid song is our favorite Christmas song. Any chance that we're all just about the same age? Yeah. <laughs> no what chance. a coincidence. Shocking. Uh... I'm trying to think of one other one. I'm trying to think of one other favorite. Cal, you got another favorite that we didn't mention? Well, my my this is a five minute playout. My favorite Christmas song of all time, the traditional song "Old Holy Night." That's my favorite. Wow, that's the one. Bringing the room down a little bit. No, it's a very powerful song. All night. Yeah. Is that uh, the Nat King Cole version? Yeah, that was the Bette Midler version you just did. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Ave Maria. Any version. Really? Ave Maria? Yeah. Is that a Christmas song? I just think it's a pretty melody. Well, I think, I think you're pretty. the pretty melodies. I'm asking you for a Christmas song, Paul. Well, when else do I hear it? Before the World Series? At a when wedding? do I hear it? At a wedding. The Olympics. Wedding? <laughs> Somebody very Italian. You will hear Javi Maria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy, I, I'm trying to think of another Colin one. Colin Oates? 
You got a Hall and Oates? You know what song? Hall and Oates did a terrible on Vibria. <laughs> you know what song I, I hate that, that makes me cringeworthy and I throw out my hands? I know what you're going to say. Don Henry. Really? Oh, terrible. I do like the U2 version of... Uh, hey, have you guys heard the U2 redid um, the uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Uh, they said there'd be snow on Christmas. Oh, really? Oh, I have not heard that. It's excellent. That was I was going to throw that out as a, uh, a classic that I like quite a bit. Is that that now? That's just like Lake, right? Or just like that's Palmer? That's Greg Lake. He just yeah, he just commandeered the studio one weekend. Emerson and Palmer nowhere to be found. No, no. Well, if no, you get he a kept chance, him on a short leash, so when he could get out, he would. He's like, I've got 25 minutes to record this. I also Go. love the Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Uh, love Christmas it. Song. I was, yeah. Just gonna bring that up. Love it. Love it. But uh, if yeah. you guys get a chance, YouTube that YouTube one. Really good. I know what I'll be doing tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, Peach, give us a final unload for Christmas. Um, for Christmas this year, um, I've gotten my wife three secret gifts. Um, in other words, gifts that were never discussed beforehand. No hints were given, and I just, I just winged it. And, and, and I've given no no hints to her. Yeah. So um, this is either going to be great or, or just a terrible disaster. Wish Godspeed, my friend. You're out of Godspeed, son. You're out on wow. us there. Good luck. Thank you. You got brass ones, my friend. Cal, final unload. My final unload is thank God Christmas is coming in two days because if I have to hear another made-up song about Santa Claus by a five-year-old... I'm going to go through the roof. It's great. I love the fact that the kids are excited for Christmas. But I need Christmas to be here, like, now. Please. Too sweet. Uh, And my final unload is, hey, Jeff, I don't ask for much. That's not true. You do ask for a lot. I ask for a lot. But this Christmas, I could really use a win over the Giants. Because I, I, I really have some insufferable giant fans to deal with. And I love them dearly. But they never let me forget. So please, please, Mr. Claus, bring me a jet victory, won't you? Oh, and also, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Cal, we'll see you next week. Uh, we'll do the New Year's show. Yes. The rest the of year finally. Right. The year in review. It's, we're going to do a year in review, though, not about our show or about sports. It's going to be the year in music. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're eminently qualified for that. All right, we went way over time. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a great Christmas. Bye, Brian. Bye. Bye. Bye.